You're listening to The Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. I'm your host and business mindset coach, Anna Dunleavy, and we'll explore topics on self-doubt, following your intuition, and why self-limiting beliefs might be holding you back. Hello and welcome back. This season is slightly different to what I originally imagined season six would be and it's all about finding opportunity and adversity. It's been recorded between week five and six of the UK lockdown during the global pandemic and I chat to female business owners about how they have adapted their businesses and how they have found opportunities during these changing times. It's really my hope that you'll find little pieces of inspiration within each conversation from how we approach our working lives to the journey within that this time has really encouraged us to take. Let's dive right in. Hi Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi Anna, thanks for having me. So why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Mm -hmm, Sure, Um, so my name's Sarah Robertson and I live in Edinburgh with my partner and we've got a five-year-old daughter and together we run a graphic and digital design studio um, called Afflux Good Kill. Amazing and so how long has that company been going on for? Uh, Well I've been self-employed for 15 years um, in June so um, yeah in a month's time I'll be celebrating that milestone. Um, Jonathan's been working with me for the last 10 years and eight years ago, we acquired another design studio and uh, that's the company that we're running today. Uh, so when I first started out, um, I was working mainly as a, a freelance graphic and web designer, but over time, built up my own client base. And uh, after five years that's when Jonathan joined me uh, to take on the running of the business and yeah so yeah we've been working together for quite some time now. So you have been you know running your own business for quite some time. Yeah yeah a long time. I started when I was uh, 21 so. Wow (laughs) that's amazing that you had that kind of uh, drive and motivation to start a business so so early. Yeah, I mean, I was quite lucky in many ways. Um, I mean, my my plan had always been to go to art college when I left school, um, but I just wasn't feeling called to continue studying. And I thought I'll go and get a job for a year and then I'll think again about applying uh, to go to Edinburgh College of Art, which had always kind of been the dream at that point. Um, and... I applied for a few jobs and was really lucky to land a job within a marketing team um, at a financial services company. And I ended up staying there for uh, four years. Um, So they trained me on the job as a graphic and web designer. And after that time, I decided, well, I'd quite like to go and work uh, with an agency, so go outhouse. But sadly, it was quite difficult because without a degree in graphic design and without agency experience, it wasn't always, um, you know, easy to find a job. And Mm. unfortunately, um, after a period of kind of applying and rejections, I thought, well, I may as well 
try setting up on my own. So that's what I did. And then almost as soon as I uh, started working for myself, I got a, a job offer to do some freelance work at an agency. So it all kind of worked out in the end where I spent half my week with them. And then I spent half my week building up my own business and working with my own clients and then went kind of full-time self-employed um after a couple of years amazing so it kind of everything aligned really when you decided to take that uh jump I guess yeah everything really did click into place and you know for a long time I did feel um you know that I wished I'd gone to uni um there was lots of parts about that experience that I used to feel like I missed out on, but now that I've got all the years, these years experience in my business, I can look back and see and, you know, feel that I made the right choices for me and where opportunities did come around, I was just in the right place at the right time. So, you know, I do feel that it's worked out for us. Mm. And so fast forward to now and perhaps the beginning of the year when you were perhaps, you know, setting goals for the year ahead how have those plans changed and how did you have to adapt your business we've had a really good run of it the last few months in terms of bringing on new clients working on projects for existing clients and during that time I've also been working on launching some new services and I've been hoping to get into brand mentoring running workshops and selling workbooks. Uh, so those were the kind of plans for the spring and summer. Um, the, the intention is still to launch the brand mentoring in May, but taking clients on probably from July now um, rather than immediately. And then with the workshops and workbooks, I've had to pretty much delay those because a lot of time and energy is going to go into creating them. And I just don't feel like I have that at the moment and so something's had to give and so the brand mentoring uh, you know had, I'd already really got it to a place where it was ready to launch so just subject to a, a few tweaks I'll still be going ahead with that but you know a lot's still changed and you know we've had to adapt a lot especially with homeschooling on top of homeworking. Talk us through how you are managing that because I appreciate obviously I'm kind of doing the same although Rory is a little bit older so he he does he he can kind of entertain himself a lot more I think so that has given me a lot of time to kind of do the work that I need to do um but how are you managing all of that? Yeah so Cora's a few years younger than Rory she started uh, P1 just last year so it's been a bit trickier for us to adapt and uh, we took the decision um, a couple of weeks into lockdown that I would take a step back from the day-to-day -day running of the business because it just wasn't feasible for me to be reacting to clients and calls and emails and we were managing our, our workload well enough that we could begin to spread things out sort of between now and the end of June which is when some of our projects will be launching and we're fortunate enough to have uh, a band of freelancers around us as well designers developers copywriters who are you know helping us take these projects to completion 
essentially Jonathan's you know managing the business uh, on his own but that frees me up to focus on Cora focus on home life and you know step in and support him where I can mm-hmm yeah it's um I'd imagine it wasn't an easy decision particularly as you were getting ready to launch certain services and you were kind of really when we talked in the past I know you were really excited to do that yeah yeah so because we had a a coaching session didn't we uh, where that was just ahead of my first branding workshop and while I've worked with clients in a branding capacity for many years and you know I've worked with a lot of clients one-to-one and I've worked with small groups delivering a workshop was slightly different from anything that I've done before and so for me um yeah it was a it was a big step and it was good to have that support there and I, I think you'll remember after I did the workshop I was just really fired up and mm-hmm. so excited about getting it out there and that was a couple of weeks before lockdown, I think. Gosh, time is just <laughs> really hard to measure at the moment. Yeah, it really but, yeah, is. Um, yeah, it was really unfortunate. You know, it was a really great day. We were due to have uh, another workshop running with the same client, um, with another another group of staff. And they were really excited about it as well. But fortunately, um, we, we've managed to shift that online and... Um, turn the, the the results of the first workshop into a report and um, so yeah there's been a lot of adapting and changing to try and support clients who we were doing things for before lockdown and just ensure some kind of continuation of service but yeah yeah I was really excited about getting getting the workshops off the ground working with other clients in that way um, those were going to develop into workbooks and, and of course, there's the brand mentoring itself, which, um, you know, I've been working with that client one to one on. So it, it's really good that at least I've been able to make a start on those things. But I have had to, you know, shift my approach, I suppose, quite, mm-hmm. quite significantly based on where we are. I think one of the toughest things is that there's actually a lot of people that are launching workshops and workbooks at the moment. So. Um, I guess for some people that can be quite tough when you are in a in a situation that maybe makes you feel a bit stuck and you're looking out there and seeing a lot of productivity. Uh, that's certainly what I'm seeing at the moment anyway. And I suppose uh, I'm just very aware of it because it's something that I would have loved to be doing too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that you, you're not able to perhaps do quite as as you would like right now. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah. you know, the, the opportunity is just not there at the moment. It's shifted. But I guess what it does do is give me, you know, time to sit on some of those ideas, you know, to reflect on the brand mentoring sessions I have had, the workshop I have run, and, you know, really look at what went well, what I can improve on. And, you know, just let some of the ideas around those things bubble and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe who knows in the future when I come to to launch all of these services, it might feel like actually this was the right time, you know, mm-hmm. um, not back in, in, you know, May or June or, you know, whenever I wanted to, to push them all live. Yeah, it's a funny one, but I think 
I personally found because I, I, kind of certainly allowed myself to take things easy to begin with during the first kind of few weeks of lockdown um and certainly still now we're kind of well into it now but I'm still giving myself that permission to you know take the afternoon off or do whatever I kind of need to do to obviously look after myself but also you know be there for the family but what I've found through doing that and through having that I suppose you could say downtime in terms of not actually physically being engaged with the work is that actually the ideas are flowing. I'm, I'm finding that I'm actually feeling a lot more creative as a result, which, which is, you know, it's not something that perhaps I was feeling a couple of months back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can resonate with that. I think for me, it's, it's taken a little bit longer for me to move into that place, but it's definitely been a time for, you know surrender and really just allowing ourselves to be still and you know to try and not let things get on top of us to take little moments you know for ourselves to mm -hmm. support our minds support our bodies um and then yeah slowly but surely I think like you say those those ideas that inspiration starts to surface again doesn't it Mm -hmm. and how important has taking that time out for yourself uh, has been oh huge I mean very early on in lockdown I suppose you know we took Cora out of school a bit earlier um and mainly because we just felt we could that we were in a situation where we were able to but I was also very mindful that I needed to look after my own emotional well-being and um, I, I often journal, I mean I journal most days and I do guided meditations before I go to sleep and these haven't always been habits of mine, these are things that have taken time to form and they're things that I've had to come back to again and again and remind myself to keep doing because they do make me feel good and so I do feel like with the especially over the last I mean what are we now is it I think it's six weeks uh, for us um maybe seven and I'm I'm really glad that I asked for that time you know asked people for support whether it was explaining to Jonathan that I just I needed to take a bit more of a step back from the business I needed some time for myself in the mornings you know like an hour or two just to get myself in the right headspace um and then similarly on the evenings you know just having a, a bit of time for me just really um you know reflect on my days and think you know what went well what could i approach a little bit differently tomorrow if it, if it didn't go so well and you know there's all sorts of stuff bundled up in that whether it's schooling whether it's feeling you know that I am you know letting people down which I know I'm not but I think in in any given moment if you've got a few different people asking you for things it can be very hard to to sort of take a step back and really go inward and be like well actually what's needed right now what matters the most right now and mm -hmm. um you know that's why I'm really glad that I took the decision to you know to stay take a step back from work to make Cora my 
priority, you know, along with my own well-being and and really just do the things that I need to do to get through this. Yeah, I think prioritizing that time as much as you can and I appreciate everyone's circumstances are different and some people may have kind of more time now, others perhaps less so prioritizing that time where you can to actually kind of look after yourself and do the things that perhaps like you say sometimes we need to remind ourselves that actually these things are really good for us so whether that's meditation and I notice that even if I kind of go a few days without it you know there is certainly an underlying bit of anxiety for me I think in terms of you know this the the situation that we're in and how that's going to impact the business and everything else and And so if I don't do those things that, you know, replenish me and and really help me, I do notice that that I start to perhaps feel more irritable or just just not as great as I could be. So it's quite nice to take that time to really focus on on us. Yeah, well, this is it. And I think that, you know, that's one of the I know you were asking about the opportunities that have come out of the current situation. And I think that's definitely the biggest one for me, you know, and while it doesn't relate to my business, I think just I think just having a a really kind of um, or some really solid examples of how important self-care is. I think that's kind of what what I've learned over the last few weeks. Um, you know, I really value that time I get in the morning where I can do my morning pages. Um, and it doesn't happen every morning. But like you, when I don't do it, I can notice a difference, you know, in those days. And similarly on an evening, if I don't do a, a guided meditation now before sleep, um, I... I don't generally sleep as well. I think that's something I definitely need in my my toolbox at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Just just under the circumstances, really. You know, it's not something I want to have to rely on to be able to have a good sleep. But you know, right now it's a really healthy thing to turn to, and makes me happy as well. You know, I love mm. listening to you know other people, their wisdom, their guidance, and just taking little nuggets with me into my sleep and then into my day the next day and a lot of the time some of what I've I've heard or taken on board you know it makes its way into my morning pages so I know that right now there's some really good stuff coming through for me in terms of wanting to have a much stronger self-care routine in the future and I think it's one that's going to benefit not just me personally, but my family as well, because certainly the days where I get that little bit of time for myself in the morning, I can just be so much more available to and present with Cora. Yeah. That's what I want to be able to look back on this time and say is that I had some great quality time with her and a good experience with her. And I want her to enjoy it as well, you know, having had this time you know with her mum and her dad you know because Jonathan's you know for example now we're while we're chatting he's taken the afternoon off which is nice just because we've been able to you know manage it that way yeah no it's it's um yeah I certainly think that actually we can use this time to build those strong foundations for that kind of self-care routine and recognizing the things that do actually help and the 
things that perhaps we want to take forward with us um, as, as things begin to return to normal at some point. Um, I think yes. it's, it's definitely a, a quality or, or, you know, something that we can definitely rely on then in, in our kind of businesses as well. Mm-hmm. This is it. And, and I don't want anyone to get the impression that I think it's easy to carve that time out for ourselves because I know how tough it can be. Um, you know, even, you know, sometimes while I would like to get, you know, an hour to myself in the morning to write, that can be a bit of a luxury sometimes. Sometimes it's just 15 minutes of quick journaling and setting some intentions for that day uh, and then off I go but even just those moments can be really helpful um just taking those little breathers it's not always easy to do it's not easy to cultivate those kind of practices but um you know r- right now I can honestly say that having cultivated those particular ones the journaling and the meditation they are the things that are helping me right now you know helping me sort of come back to myself remember what's important focus on what matters really Mm -hmm. yeah and what a kind of amazing lesson that is so you mentioned before we started recording that you actually as you had kind of shifted um and obviously decided to kind of take a bit of a step back from the business or the running of the kind of day-to-day of the business that you actually decided to outsource some things how is that going uh tell us a little bit about that yeah yeah so that's going really well um it was a few weeks ago now i was just feeling quite stressed at that point i was still trying to juggle bits and pieces of work um with um with home life and you know, one thing was just getting on top of another. And I started um, Josephine Brooks's, well, I started working on our 12-week planner initially, and then I joined Josephine's Nurture and Thrive group. Mm-hmm. And that just gave me a real opportunity to um, take a step back, look at the next few months and what was realistic to achieve. And my 12-week plan, now I can look back and see that initially it was totally unrealistic. Um, But I spent a week basically hacking away at it and I was just removing things and removing things. And then eventually I was like, well, these things that are left, do I actually need to do them? Um, The answer was no, Mm -hmm. where quite a lot of the things were concerned. And with some of them, the question was, do I need to do these things now? Mm -hmm. And the answer was no to the remaining items so I ended up removing quite a lot to the point where really all that was left to focus on was looking after myself looking after my daughter and allowing myself some space to keep playing with some ideas and progressing with some of the new services that I want to launch because that's where I feel drawn to putting some of my energy right now and like yourself some ideas have started to surface around how I might market those also around existing clients that I can approach and work with in that capacity so that I can actually take the pressure off myself to launch so that actually when I put it out there that I'm officially doing brand mentoring I don't have the same pressure to take on as many new clients yeah it was really just about simplifying 
mm-hmm. just coming back to to really simplifying everything and the outsourcing is going really well we were already working with a handful of graphic designers and website developers anyway and they've all been really supportive because most of them are in a position where they're able to continue working and are you know really grateful for that work and really able to support us at this time Mm -hmm. I think it's really about looking at where my time is best spent and I suppose that's another lesson that I think I'm going to take forward with me is just to ask for more help Mm -hmm. and actually I really enjoyed the experience of of outsourcing some things and just letting other people run with ideas yeah. or come up with their own. And but I suppose that the difference now is that I'm letting go of things that I've I've previously always held on to, um, because I felt like I needed to do these things. Whereas actually, there are a lot of things that other people are better at doing, and you know, having that support there and other people to bounce ideas off is is just so helpful. And um, not just now, but you know, it, it will be going forward as well. So yeah, I'm really enjoying having a few more people involved with the business just now actually. It, it's actually making things a bit more fun again. And I can see how much value that is going to add um not just to our business but for our clients as well in the future so things that you know I hadn't quite expected to come from outsourcing are kind of happening now and yeah I'm just feeling really good about having you know made those choices. Mm. Yeah it's it's amazing that you are already thinking about potentially taking that forward in the future but also I think what it kind of allows you to do when you do outsource and let go of some of these jobs that perhaps like you say you actually didn't need to do yourself and someone else could do um it allows you more of that headspace and and particularly when you are back to kind of working in the business you know on a daily basis it's going to provide you perhaps with a bit more headspace and actually that time to work on the business that as a business owner we all need to do yeah yeah this is it so for my last question I wanted to ask if you have one kind of piece of advice for anyone who is running their business at you know during this time what would it be the one piece of advice that I would give that I think could support people you know personally and professionally would be to protect themselves you know to just think about protection I think it's self-compassion it's all the things we've talked about around having moments for yourself where you can look after your body and your mind just try and show up in the best way that you can at the moment and where your business is concerned I suppose it's looking at protecting your brands um so when you're making decisions around how you're communicating with your audience just being mindful of you know what you're putting out there into the world and yeah looking after your your message and I've actually got a blog that I will be publishing this week it might be live before this episode goes live um which is really all around the steps that you can take to communicate your 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 brand more effectively during this time the shifts and changes you might want to make how you can better listen Mm-hmm. to your audience yeah thank you so much for that I'll be sure to pop the link in the show notes as well for that blog post because I think that'll be really useful for 
many of us. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Uh, so I usually hang out on Instagram. I've got a personal account, which is Sarah J. Robertson, or you can also find us at ILCK Studio. Um, so that's If Looks Could Kills um, on Design Account. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much, Anna. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'd be so, so grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes so that other female creatives can find this podcast too.